Chapter Eight, Part Two of the English Language by Logan Pearsall Smith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. If we turn to literature, we find, as we might expect, that the age of Shakespeare brought with it a large accession to our literary vocabulary: lyric, epic, dramatic, blank verse, fiction, and critic. We know too, in the sixteenth century the beginning of our modern political vocabulary. Political itself belongs to this period, and politics and politician, in the older and more dignified meaning of statesman, and secretary of state, and the adjective parliamentary. This political vocabulary was largely increased with the growth of political institutions in the 17th century. The words politician and minister began to acquire their present meaning in its earlier years and legislator was borrowed from latin in the same period cabinet council was apparently introduced at the accession of charles the first in sixteen twenty five and we hear of the cabinet about twenty years later privy councillor and cabal belong to the period of the civil war and the commonwealth and the phrase the army came gradually into use with the formation of a standing army at this time and was first applied to the parliamentary forces in sixteen forty seven we can trace too in this period the first beginnings of the vocabulary of modern democracy populace was indeed borrowed in the sixteenth century by means of france from the italian popolaccio but like other italian words ending in accio it was a term of abuse the populace was used in england as an equivalent for the mob or rabble and the adjective popular had something of the same depreciatory meaning the people however in its modern sense appears during the civil war when parliament made a solemn declaration that quote, the people are under god the original of all just power unquote. it was at this time too that the late latin word radical used first in medieval physiology for the inherent or radical humours of plants and animals and in the 16th century applied to mathematics and philology came to acquire something of its modern meaning of fundamental or thorough it was however at this time a theological term being used in the puritan phrase radical regeneration it was not definitely applied to politics till about 1785 and soon became in the reaction after the french revolution a term of low reproach more or less equivalent to blackguard, a meaning it is said still to preserve in some remote or exalted regions. Scriptural is a Puritan word of the 17th century, and so also are independent and independence, which soon acquired a political meaning, while demagogue is a royalist term which first appeared in the Acom Basilike. As this defence of Charles I was supposed at the time to have been written by the king himself the great word coiner milton in his answer to it abused it as a goblin word 
and declared somewhat illiberally that the king could not quote, coin english as he could coin money end quote. plunder is a german word meaning originally bed clothes or household stuff it was much used during the thirty years war and became familiar on the outbreaks of the civil war being especially connected with prince rupert's raids the quote, plunderous rupertism of carlyle's eccentric coining tory was originally a term of reproach for the half-savage bog-trotters in ireland supposed to be in the king's service royalist and roundhead date of course from this period cavalier was adopted by the puritans as a term of abuse for the swashbucklers on the king's side to whom also applied the protestant word malignant prelatry prelatize goosery fustianist were terms coined in the controversies of this time by milton who was as highly gifted for vituperation as he was for poetry sectarian was first used by the presbyterians for the independence but was soon applied by the anglicans to the nonconformists cant as we use it now and fanatic are abusive terms introduced by the royalists and although they were defeated in the field we must on the whole give them the crown of victory in this linguistic contest as their terms of vituperation have been more widely accepted and have gained a much larger circulation than those of their puritan opponents at the restoration when charles the second returned to england he brought the spirit of mockery with him and in the reaction against the austerity and zeal of the pious puritans a large number of mocking words arose or became current to this period belong the verbs to burlesque to banter to droll to ridicule nouns like travesty badinage and adjectives like jocose and teasing in their modern use while prig was borrowed from rogues cant to describe a puritan or nonconformist minister as typical of this time we may quote anthony o wood's description in sixteen seventy eight of a new set in academic circles the quote, banterers of oxford who make it their employment to talk adventure, lie, and prate what nonsense they please. If they see a man talk seriously, they talk floridly nonsense, and care not what he says. This is like throwing a cushion at a man's head that pretends to be grave and wise. Unquote. Of the more serious side of the Restoration period, the immense revolution in thought caused by the foundation at that time of modern science and the growth of a scientific vocabulary and of a scientific view of the world we shall speak in another chapter there remain however a few words in which are embedded events or aspects of the seventeenth-century history bivouac like plunder is a word that arose in the thirty years war though it did not come into english until the beginning of the eighteenth century campaign recruit commander-in-chief and the military sense of capitulation appear in the civil war 
and many other military terms parade pontoon patrol bombard cannonade barracks brigadier fusilier etc were borrowed in the later part of the seventeenth century from the french who were now the masters in the military art as indeed in most of the arts of this period refugee came into the language with the huguenot refugees excise is apparently a dutch word and though borrowed earlier came into general use when this system of taxation was borrowed from holland in sixteen forty three it long remained unpopular and dr johnson defined it in his dictionary as quote, a hateful tax levied by wretches unquote. drub used originally of the bastinado is supposed to be an arabic word brought in the seventeenth century from the barbary states where so many christians suffered captivity and where they learnt the expression from the cuddling of their mohammedan captors we can trace moreover to the seventeenth century the beginnings of our modern commercial vocabulary capital investment dividend belong to the earlier insurance commercial and discount to the later part of the century and the great words bank machine and manufacture begin to acquire their modern meaning this commercial vocabulary was largely increased in the eighteenth century bankruptcy banking currency remittance appear before seventeen fifty in this period the old word business acquires its present meaning and we hear of bulls and bears and of trade being dull or brisk after seventeen fifty consuls finance appear and bonus and capitalist the vocabulary too of modern politics grows with the development of political institutions we hear of the ministry in the reign of queen anne of the premier in that of george the first while in the early years of george the second's reign the administration the budget the estimates appear with party as the word is now used prime minister was borrowed from the courts of despotic sovereigns and applied to walpole as an abusive term but this title was expressly disowned by him as it was by lord north under george the third it fell more or less out of use being replaced by premier or first minister until about the middle of the nineteenth century and it only received official recognition in nineteen hundred and five at the end of the eighteenth century and the beginning of the nineteenth some of the vocabulary of the french revolution was imported into england aristocracy came now to be contrasted not with monarchy but democracy the words aristocrat and democrat were borrowed from the french and the old word despot acquired its present hostile meaning and despotism was enlarged from the rule of a despot to any arbitrary use of unlimited power the verb to revolutionize and the slightly later terrorize with royalism and terrorism are words of the french revolution conscription gained its present meaning from the conscriptions of the french republic intersection in its geographical use and the nineteenth century word sectional are derived 
from the division of France into electoral sections under the directory. Even the most superficial survey, however, of the 18th century must not be dismissed without a reference at least to its contributions to our vocabulary of literature and social life. Literature itself only acquired the sense of literary production in this century, and literary, which is not included in Johnson's dictionary, has till this time only the meaning of alphabetical. Of new-formed words, or old words, that acquired their present meanings between 1700 and 1800, may be mentioned editor, novelist, magazine, publisher, copyright, the verb to review, and the great word, the press. Of social life in this golden age of good society, we find, as we might expect, many new characteristic terms. The words season, polite, and club take on new meanings. We hear of callers and visiting cards, and the immense number of compounds formed from the word tea. Tea room, tea party, tea drinker, etc., would afford much material for the student of social customs. In the new compounds, moreover, which were now formed from the old word sea, sea beach, sea bathing, and the adjective seaside, and the use of sea air as a cause not of sickness but of health, he would find evidence of that discovery of the sea as a source of pleasure and well-being, which we also owe to this period. The earlier sea terms in English, seaman, seafaring, seacoast, etc., many of which date from the Anglo-Saxon period, are all of a practical and unromantic character. The Renaissance compounds sea green, sea god, sea nymph, are translations from the classics and show the influence of the classical feeling for the sea. Although Shakespeare's epithets for the sea, rude, dangerous, rough, etc., are generally hostile, he yet shows in such adjectives as silver and multitudinous, and in phrases like beached margent and yellow sands, a sense of its beauty beyond that of most of his contemporaries. The popular love, however, for the sea and its shores dates from the 18th century and finds its latest expression in 19th century compounds like sea smell and sea murmuring, which we owe to Tennyson. The 19th century has provided us with an amazing wealth of characteristic terms, and a chronological list of these, and of the ones which have made their appearance since 1900, would, if we had space to give it, show us a curious picture of our own age and all its interests and developments. But there is another aspect of the subject which is even more important, the development, as mirrored in our language, of modern ways of thought and feeling. And to this we must devote our last chapter. End of section 14